thousands of mine workers, we understand, are trickling in at the infamous copy in Marikana. And this was, of course, the scene of the shooting of 34 miners on August the 16th, 2012. They were attend- uh, the, the people attending today are therefore the uh, seven-year commemoration of that massacre. And members of different political formations, the clergy, social activists and families of the victims are also arriving. The Association of Mine Workers and Construction Union, AMCU's President Joseph Matunjwa, uh, says that the lives and conditions of those in the mining belt have still not changed. One can say uh, there is a, a slightly shift uh, on the conditions of employment, in particular in salary, but it never came uh, on a silver platter. You still have to fight for five months strike without a salary, of which indeed is quite a challenge. It does not just come uh, freely. You still have to sacrifice, I mean, to change, I mean, the conditions of employment. But in general, the life of the mine worker in South Africa hasn't changed. Workers are still killed every day without any consequences to the bosses of this mine. So therefore, one cannot say that indeed, in general, there is a noticeable change. So the bosses are still the bosses, and then the workers are still the workers. As you know, that the mining was uh, created on the bedrock, I mean, of exploitation. I think uh, the tragedy today, as we'll be commemorating uh, this massacre uh, of our comrades and brothers and, uh, and fathers, it came uh, at a very high charge uh, political space, in particular after Sibanye has swallowed a uh, loan mine, of which we believe as AMCO, this was not a genuine business transaction. This was just a political transaction, how to destroy AMCO and destroy the workers in Marikana. Why are we saying this? Um, this Sibanye has offered the ex-Anglo operations better salary, so to say, for the lack of of better word, a better offer as compared to Lonmin. Lonmin employees, Sibanye has offered them 300 rand for the first year and 350 for second year and 400 rand for the third year. And this is the mine that, uh, I mean, has turned the corner last year under Ben Magara with the workers to make a profit of 1.4 billion. The second quarter, we've made 1.1 um, operational profit of 1.1 billion. Sibanye hasn't done anything. They just uh, valued the shares. They've never spent a cent to buy this mine, but today they are spitting on the graves of Mambush and the 34 mine workers. This is the challenge that we'll be facing with this mine, with its arrogance. And that was AMCO President Joseph Matunjwa. So uh, let's try and get an update once again of what's happening right now at the copy in Marikana. And uh, let's uh, see if we can get a better line through to our reporter, Lucas Motibedi. Lucas, uh, hopefully uh, we'll get further this time around. So please give us a sense of what's currently happening. Good afternoon, 
listeners, you and the listeners, quite a noisy afternoon uh, today. People are sitting here. They've came with their numbers to come and commemorate this day. In fact, I am at, at the top of the copy, the footprint of the copy, where 34 miners have been killed on this day seven years ago. In fact, I'm with one of the, one of the mine workers who also survived that, that incident, that fateful day. And in fact, he laments some of the demands that he said were not met, including compensation, among other issues that we've been raising. But also at the top of the agenda, they want those responsible to be held accountable. And not only police officials, they say the executive, both in government and at London, should be held accountable. Uh, thank you so much, sir, and welcome. You are here today as one of the survivors. Um, what does this day mean? What, what comes first to mind when you, when you are here at the home? Uh, today we came to commemorate this day because some of us, some of our leaders who died here, we know them face to face. We are working with them underground. We are with them here in this mountain. We feel that this day must be celebrated countrywide. Remember, countrywide. Because those people, they were our leaders, they were the martyrs who died for what we are today. I see that there are issues of social economic challenges in the flat numbers. How has life changed since the incident? Life has, has improved, but has not changed. Uh, after the incident and after the commission has done its work, what we have got to go this shack, more shack. There is no improvement, social improvement in the lives of the people. The mind is changing hands, going to another mind now. We don't know what is going to happen. There is no change. We are here to fight for that change. And apart from the change, the social landscape of Maritana, what else do you demand? There were, there were issues of compensation. Have you been compensated? Because there were lawyer, the lawyers of 250 uh, arrested workers who uh, launched an application for those arrested, those who survived the incident to be compensated. Were you compensated? Uh, no. Nobody, uh, I know, that is compensated. Nobody was compensated, was still waiting. And lastly, you are here today. What do you expect from the President Soldiers Matthews? What, what, what issues do you expect to be at, you are expecting to be addressed? We expect uh, the President to talk to us about the future, especially the future of uh, this uh, Marigana Lonely side. Because now we are going to survive uh, mine. We don't know what is going to happen. What is going to happen to our monies that we had here? Because we said if we, we are going to be taken over by another mine, they must bring us our monies and then we can start over. Because things, these things have happened before. Monies get, get lost. The president is going to dash on things like that. Thanks so much for your time. Our reporter, Lucas Motibedi, and as he indicated, he's right at the top of that copy. Um, after hearing from Lucas Motibedi interacting uh, with uh, one of the survivors there in Marikana today, we join on the line by Nomza Mozondo, who is the Director of Litigation at Socioeconomic Rights Institute of South Africa, SERI. Now, SERI represents the families of the deceased mine workers. Nomzama, thanks so much for your time this afternoon and welcome to the show. Thank you, Sakina. So it's been seven years since that awful tragedy played out in Marikana. And uh, Lucas Motibedi speaking to one of the survivors there who says that no compensation has been made to the survivors or those who were arrested subsequent to that massacre. So what does this mean in terms of justice for the families? 
Look, so there's, a, there's, there's three different groups, Sakina. There's the, uh, we represent 36 of the 37 families who were killed by the police. And then there's the group that are called the injured and arrested minors. So you have those that are injured. I know, I, 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 I know for a fact that they haven't been compensated. I'm not sure if, the, if those who have arrested have not yet received compensation. Um, and what I do know is that the issue of compensation was um, amongst the three priority things that we were told to deal with at the end of the commission of inquiry. The families uh, said to us, you know, the first thing that we want is we don't want to carry the burden of this massacre. And therefore, you must, you must spend a lot of your energy trying to make sure that we, we get compensated. And it, even that took us a long time. I mean, we, we, the first round of compensation was received in August of last year for the families. Uh, and that related to the, what the miners would have earned if they were alive. Uh, alive sorry. And, then, and then we've spent the last, the last year trying to negotiate with the state about the damages that are about them, uh, about the state repairing the pain and suffering they've caused. And, then, and, and, and as we speak now, we have not finalized those, those, that, that settlement. In fact, it, it does seem like it's, it would come to the point where we, can, we, we cannot find each other. And it's exactly because while we continue seven years post the massacre, the state and primarily the police um, and even lawmen have refused to accept wrongly. They've refused to accept their capability in full for what happened seven years ago. And I think that's why we sit now and we're still delayed on the finalization of compensation for all of these three groups. Exactly because no one is, the state has not got to a point where they say, Look, we, we realize we've done this thing wrong and we're going to do everything in our power to get it right. So what are the families doing in the meantime to get by? Look, I mean, while they were sitting in the Commission of Inquiry, one of the things that they said to us was that we must write to lawnmen and have lawnmen re-employ them in the, in, the, in the stead of their loved ones. And that happened in, I think it was November 2014. And so at that time, they started working at lawnmen. But that has, has had its own consequences, both positive and, and negative. And I'm going to speak briefly just on the negative which has been really how that has affected the children, who not only now lost their father, but have now been distanced from the love of most of their mothers. Some of the children, some of the brothers of some of the deceased minors have come to work here. And I remember one, one of the fathers had explained to me one day how his other children were calling, but, but Dad, how could you send our brother to the very same place where we lost our brother? You know, but it's, it, 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 but the families make it a difficult decision. Either put food on the table or, or, or go back home. So, Nomzama, what, a, you know, you did speak, uh, a touch on this, but uh, with regard to the actual challenges as to why you cannot overcome this hurdle of compensating the family members now, um, what is the biggest stumbling block that you need to get over? It's mainly an issue of political will, Sakina. I think if, if, if the presidency gave a direction that says you need to ensure that, the, that all of the victims of this massacre are compensated and are compensated fairly, won't be in the position that we're in now. So right now we have, we have, we have, we are dealing with the state attorney, who is the person we've been dealing with since we launched the claim. But their position, position at some of the time is even the minister of police is reminding them that some of these minors kill people. But the minister of police is reminding them that the minors are also culpable. 
So it, 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 it is firstly an issue of political will. I think if, 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 if we woke up tomorrow and President Ramaphosa genuinely gave a directive that said, we want this thing resolved as soon as possible, and I want monthly reports telling me how much progress has been made, we'd be in a much different position. Well, uh, one would imagine that it would be slightly difficult for President Ramaphosa, given his direct involvement in this particular matter. Uh, so in terms of, you know, moving edgeways with regard to political will, are you hopeful that something will give anytime soon? No, we are not. And that's why the family, it's very sad that for the families, the only other option is back to the courts. And one of the things about, unfortunately, the court system is that it, it doesn't, it never takes into account the trauma that you've gone through, it only just requires proof. You know, it, it, it wants its processes complied with, it wants proof. So it, it's quite sad that one of the main reasons why we set in a negotiation and why we thought we wanted to push for it for as long as we did was because we wanted to avoid having to put any of the family members in the box and have them cross-examined by the, by the, by the legal team of the police to ask them, oh, really, so you, 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 you miscarried. How much pain did you feel? Or your mother also died on, 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 on when you heard that your, that your brother died. Did you really feel pain? Did, how much trauma have you felt? Losing your father, your father was in Marikana anyway. Wasn't it all you lost to in any event? Having then had to answer those questions in the box is the one thing that we would not want to do. But unfortunately, in a, in a court process, you must follow every step. Namzama, just a quick one as we end this. Um, there are some supports suggesting that Seri intends to challenge the findings of the Falam Commission of Inquiry into the Marikana killings. Is this true? So we don't have instructions to challenge, um, to challenge those findings. I know the families are unhappy with those findings, but we don't have those instructions. And I also know the families themselves are not expecting someone else to take that up. Nomzamo Zondo, thanks so much for your time this afternoon. Uh, Nomzamo Zondo is the Director of Litigation at Socioeconomic Rights Institute of South Africa.